0: Doug Terrell, History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello friends, I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 28th of February, 2024. Church councils are back in the news today. I believe it's worthwhile to spend a wee bit of time on the subject. It helps to see when and how certain doctrines came into practice and just how contentious they in fact were. The Fourth Council of Constantinople ends in 870. It had met for a total of 10 sessions over a five-month period. It seems the major point was to debate the subject of the veneration of icons. In the end, they reestablished the practice. This practice is still part of Catholic culture, but grates on many folks in the Protestant ranks. Again, the point goes back to where does the authority to dictate church practice lie? with the church or with scripture. The other point is how different is worship and veneration? Most folks' opinion would land somewhere in the middle. On the one extreme, some groups, particularly the Amish, forbid photographs as they feel posting a photo of a person violates the spirit of the commandment, make no graven image. While on the other extreme, the orthodox groups abound with all types of religious images in two and three dimensions. We could extend this to relics also, which was one of Martin Luther's points of contention. Most of us have various pictures and figurines around our house or maybe a deer mount. To my thinking, these often fall on yet a third level below veneration or respect and worship. Photos of a family are to refresh a memory of an event or person. A landscape may be a memory or some idyllic dream. I do not think we respect them, certainly not worship. But more religious subjects may well cross the line from a simple reminder to outright worship. It's a fuzzy line between the two and quite likely differs between two people and the same image in the same context. For me... If an icon is required as part of your worship, that would be a red flag. To my thinking, the most sincere worship might take place out in the woods on a tree stump. But the woods and the tree stump are not a required element, just a sincere heart reaching out to God. Retired race car driver Mario Andretti is 84 today. He was born in current-day Croatia to ethnic Italians. After World War II, the Italians moved out en masse to Italy proper. The family immigrated to the U.S. in 1955 and settled in Nazareth, PA. The seeds of racing have been planted in Italy, but fully germinated here in the U.S. Andretti had a long and successful career in several car types, but mostly Indy cars. He won a single race at Indianapolis despite competing there 29 times, second only to A.J. Foyt's 35. This opens a rabbit hole. George Snyder started Indy 22 times and never won, a record in a negative way. Of course, there are four four four-time winners. Rick Mears won his four in only 15 starts, but we should point out that A.J. Foyt won his fourth in his 20th start. This brings up the question, Can Helio Castroneves manage to become the first five-time winner. His current contract has him driving at Indy in 24 and 25, but not as a full-time driver. He really wants that fifth win. But we have demonstrated winning at Indy can be elusive. There was a video on my feed this morning that pointed out how, in the 1960s, we were much less concerned about safety And in fact, the world was safer. Many kids walked to school, drank from the garden hose, hitchhiked, and seatbelts were more of an option. Certainly, we are a bit more paranoid today. I often joke with the wife that some of these were just inoculum. Yeah, you could pick up a few germs, but they usually made you stronger. It was a bit of a joke and a bit of fact. On a wet and muddy day in 1958, a school bus clips a parked wrecker on a narrow highway in eastern Kentucky. The bus, at near capacity with 48 students and ranging in age from 7 to 17, plunges down the embankment and into a rain-swollen river. 26 students and the driver die in what is one of the worst school bus accidents in U.S. history. Survivors have been unable to determine exactly what caused the driver to collide with the wrecker. Some claim that sometimes accidents just happen. What is certain, the wreck and the extended recovery has had a lasting effect on the small community. The U.S. puts the first satellite into polar orbit in 1959. The flight lasted for 17 days. While the launch vehicle worked, it's believed the antennas were damaged during launch and the craft was never functional. The Discoverer program was shrouded in secrecy. The published goal was general testing, but the plan was to deploy and recover photographic equipment meant to obtain information on the Chinese and Russian military. The details were not declassified until 1995. Now retired Canadian hockey player Eric Lindros is 51, Highly promoted as a young player in the NHL, it seems his star burned out quicker than some of his contemporaries, but remains a reasonable 13-year run in the NHL, and most of that with the Philadelphia Flyers. His number 88 jersey was retired by the Flyers in 2018. Country singer Jason Aldean is 47 today. He is more towards the traditional side of country music than some of the newer artists. Longtime pop act Beyoncé appears to want to move towards country, but one photo of her in a provocative outfit and cowboy hat hardly convinces me. But for that matter, neither does Jelly Roll. While Cody Johnson was told his song, Dear Rodeo, was too rodeo for radio. Now the debate of exactly what is country music has been long and the target has changed over time. It has often been the large money folks trying to extract that money from the grassroots of America. It might be worth noting that much of the early days of WSM and the Grand Ole Opry were crude parody rather than sincerity. I will maintain that an artist's ability to perform their music acoustically and sincerely do an occasional gospel song, are major hallmarks. And I do not care if Beyonce and Jelly Roll do not like that. A large percentage of America was tuned in to watch the final episode of MASH in 1983. Ten years later, the FBI gets a bad case of the ends justify the means when they begin a 51-day standoff at the Branch Davidian compound in Waco, Texas. If you've forgotten your history, it does not end well, for the Davidians nor the Feds. For the first time in 600 years, Pope Benedict resigns as Pope in 2013. He was 85 at the time. It was not front-page news, but he passed away at the end of 2022. That's history and comment for the 28th day of February. I'm Doug Tyrrell. Now... Go do something worth remembering.